It's up to you to save the human race by transforming mechanical parts into the ultimate robot warrior, Mag Max. Welcome to Nostalgia, chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, we joked about this at the end of last episode, but what does Mag Max stand for? Like, both politically and as an abbreviation. Oh, politically. What does he stand for? (laughs) (laughs) I think Mag Max stands for... uh liberation of the people. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would say. People usually say like freedom and justice for all or something yeah. like that, you know? And it's like, not really for all. Like he's clearly getting in the way of many other robots to, to clear way for everybody else. I think he wants to fix the potholes. Um, that's a pretty good, like civic thing to stand for. And that's, yeah, that's true. Cause there's a, there's a reoccurring pothole in this game. There's lots so of potholes. It must be what he was trying to fix all along. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I have no idea like what his name is supposed to mean because um, <laughs> I'm still not over the whole one letter off from Mad Max thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I said that as a joke last episode, but uh, I'm starting to think like th- that might be like the only reason behind it. Like, oh, Mad Max sounds cool. <laughs> Let's call it Mad Max. And and there was a Mad Max trilogy by this point. You know, we we got three of them. So it was kind of weird to to get that close. But I suppose this is, you know, the Japanese maybe don't care for Mad Max as much as they do Rambo. I suppose. Um, that's, that's a little bit presumptuous. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> or maybe they did care and they knew. So they knew it would sell. Uh, they, it would sell well as well. You know, it doesn't really matter how good this game is. Because the box art is going to set you up for disappointment. Did either one of you see this box art? It is fire. I did. I, I have. Did see I'm it. looking it up right now. You should look it up right now because I'm telling you, if you were a kid and you went to Toys R Us and it was even 1995, you might have still bought this game, thinking <laughs> that you're going to be this awesome robot who takes on a three-headed robotic dragon <laughs> in He's space. He's got a lightsaber too. I mean, I guess I know what that might be in the game, but it does not look like that. This looks like like a like an actual exact Star Wars lightsaber. Yeah, it, it's a mixture. Here we have a mixture of like Star Wars, Tron, Transformers, and um, uh, Gundam. You know, like and Godzilla for that matter, because that might as well be Mecha King Ghidorah. A little bit of uh, Gravity, starring uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, <laughs> at, <laughs> I see that a little bit. Uh, the yeah. shield blast, you know, from the. <laughs> from the dragon will clearly push him out into space and the rest of the thing will be about him trying to get to the ISS. Yeah, I think the space here is the space from gravity. It's the same space. Yeah. Oh, anyway, God. that's enough fooling around. We're not going to let this uh, this go on any longer. I just thought it was worth noting that some games have really awful box arts and are good games. Other games just have like middle of the road box art and the game's like whatever. And then you have games that have pretty sick box art but turn out to be shmups. <laughs> Which is what Magmax is. Magmax is a shmup uh, fought with a transforming robot 
Uh, the player can transform uh, from a ship into a robot, increasing uh, their power as you build this robot with its head and its legs and a cannon for its stomach. Uh, and you can fight more than 30 different enemies, according to the box. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, these are the selling points of the game, right? Buy, get a robot or, or have a ship and turn it into a robot. That sounds really cool as a concept, right, guys? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, what this game sort of uh, made me realize about myself is that I needed, because shmups are so are so different from pretty much anything else, I needed a different kind of way to score, and like I needed a rubric for shmups, and I've I've got like a few categories if if you will indulge me. Um, Please go on. Yeah. So one is like you know. Is the gameplay good? Does it have any interesting elements? Uh, sure, that's that's the one. And the other one is like, does it have anything ridiculous that means nothing in terms of how good the game is? But like, at least it's something like visually different. And that's the other. And the third is, does it does it need to exist? And the answer to that is always no. But with with this game at like the fact that you aren't like just you're not a ship you are a an anthropomorphized robot that actually walks across the screen that was different enough for me to, and i my my bar is so low now that i was just happy to see something different like that i don't know about you guys i mean i agree the the, the fact that there's this this anthropomorphic ship and the fact that that you like Collect instead of just collecting power ups, you're collecting like pieces of your ship as you go through yeah. building yourself. Mostly legs as you go through. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The legs. I will. I will say though, the legs are the silliest part. <laughs> <laughs> like you look really silly once you have the legs. Well, what's silly uh, is, is that cool. what's silly is that there there's all these parts of your of your robot scattered throughout the land, and you pick them up as you go. And and if you don't need the legs, like if you already have them, it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna leave those legs over here. Like you can't do anything. It's just like, just leave those legs over there. I might need them when I like loop through this game again. Yeah. But the idea yeah, of a is... mech is is pretty cool, right, Joe? Like like the idea that you would become this all powerful robot. Like we're always talking about power ups being an important smart of sh- important part of shmups. But to actually see your ship grow into a robot is a lot cooler than just like, I got a new cannon that shoots lightning. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, you know, seeing it, you're like building loosely what's on the front cover, you know, <laughs> there is that lightning cannon, which I assume is supposed it's to very be very loose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was pretty cool. Although I, I would have liked the power ups to do, like most of the power ups just give you an extra gun that's the same as your regular gun, and then like one or two give you something unique. Would have been cool if they all had something like that changed. You know, like that wasn't just the same gun. Like the feet just shoot lasers, but like it doesn't look like there's anywhere that lasers would come out. They're just feet. Or they come out the toe. So I thought that was like, yeah, it's just come out of the toe. It looks like it is wearing shoes, so maybe they're laser shoes. But, I think they are. Um, yeah. I'm realizing now that all my complaints about this game are about the feet, but <laughs> but, but, but no, I, it just looks goofy. But I, you know, I, I did think it was cool. Yeah, I think uh, Quentin Tarantino would love this game. Then, if that's if that's all the complaints you have, yeah, uh, you know, shouldn't there have been more mech loadouts though than just like these same pieces floating across? Like, wouldn't it have been cool if instead of legs, you got like a submarine base or something like? 
or, or instead of the, the generic head that you have, there's like this awesome head that does something, you know, like instead of shooting a projectile, it uh, it can take two hits or something. I, I just think of like a Mega Man style thing. That's a cool idea. I didn't think of it that way as in like you mix and match your pieces and make, build kind of your, whatever robot you end up with. That's a cool, because I did have a little bit of a a wish at least that like, that you could continue to collect more things because it does seem like you can get the full robot pretty quickly. And I thought like, well, there's a lot of time in later levels. I feel like maybe what if you could just keep adding on things? But I think I like your idea a little better where it's like you can build a robot of like these five pieces, but there's a bunch of different combinations of different, you know, different heads, different legs, different. Yeah. That is something I never, I didn't actually think about, but that would make this game much more, uh, it's much more satisfying to play if if you could sort of tailor it to your own play style because like the the um the novelty of walking around instead of flying around wears off pretty quickly especially because yeah you get you get these parts very quickly um and when i was like reading the manual before this i thought like having a complete robot was going to be like not that there's like an end game in these kinds of games but i thought that would be much more difficult to come across and it's it's pretty pedestrian um once you finally get it and and the the power-ups also work like hp uh similar to what we were talking about in um what was the most recent shmup we even played i can't remember it was like i forgot what it was called yeah probably like some capcom game but i don't know yeah, that's not the point. Anyway, you know, we're starting to see a lot of shmups incorporate this idea of like, well, one hit is kind of rough, so maybe there's a way to give the player like extra chances. Oh, it was 1943. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, right. The fuel right. gauge as yeah. the health power. Yeah. And so here you have like, if you if you're just your ship, obviously one hit's going to take you down. But if you have a full body, you're entitled to four full shots before you die. And I also thought that thematically. That might have made sense too, but it is kind of weird to think like it which which part of the ship you know like like if the head goes out right, how does the rest of the ship like remain intact completely normally, but that's just like regular logic getting over game logic, so I'm not too bummed <laughs> right. about that. I just thought it was funny that like you know you're you're assembling this robot and then it gets decapitated, and it's like no big deal. we'll find another head. <laughs> You, you're basically, uh, it's like a Zone of the Enders thing where uh, your pilot is actually in the crotch of the ship. That's a good analogy because, <laughs> you know, in, in Power Rangers, you're usually up in the head. So it wouldn't work well if you yeah. were decapitated. And it's not quite like, uh, um, you know, the, oh man, I can't believe I forgot the name of the movie. The the one we had, Pacific Rim, where you're more in like the, oh yep, mm-hmm. uh, where you're more in like the heart. Or are you yeah, in the head? I don't know. Yeah, you know, you're right. This is this is definitely like lower abdomen uh crotch area yeah, for very for crotchal your region. You know, we've been talking about the legs, and I know that's making you uncomfortable. <laughs> well no, I, I actually before you go on, can I call something out that I, 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 I missed while Sean while you were saying it, but I just need to mention that before you called uh, you said that when you get the whole thing built, it's very pedestrian. And I don't know if you said that on purpose because he has I legs. I did hear you chuckle. But I thought that was very funny. <laughs> and I meant to say something, but then the conversation had already gone on. Oh, wow. You could just have... You, I'm watching like a, a playthrough right now, and you can just have like your base thing with legs. <laughs> yes. Yes, you <laughs> and can. It, and it is very disturbing. <laughs> 
What's funny is the legs aren't quite walking on the ground either. So there's something uncomfortable no. <laughs> about them. Just like yeah. you're, you're still floating and they're just kicking in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not walking at the speed you're moving. It feels like you're moving at a steady speed and it's like walking on a different surface and like, a, you know, like that is not actually what's propelling you. But the arcade version of Mag Max is very careful to actually show the legs are on the ground. They have a shadow and you can clearly see that they're like, they're firmly planted. Like, I like that. That's immersion. Uh, this NES version, I don't know. Am I supposed to believe that uh, he's kicking hard enough that he's floating in the air? Yeah. Should I try running fast enough that I can fly? Generally, I think that, like, the, the main difference between, like, you know, Gen 5 and Gen 6 consoles uh, was, like, are, are the feet planted? You know, like, are the legs doing what they should be doing? <laughs> yeah. um, but getting away from legs for now. Uh, yes, we can please. go back For later now. if we want. Um, uh, the difference between uh, the, basically every level, not that I can really tell the difference between like which levels which, uh, has like an above ground and a below ground portion, and it just has a very small difference in its perspective. Um, it, where whereas like your bullets will take a different project trajectory. Like, what did you guys think of that? What did you make of that? Well, as far as the perspective, before even getting into the bullets, I just thought it was interesting when I first went like what below ground, I guess, where now it looks like you're flying. Yeah. Just because of the angle of the background. Yeah, it's like you fly below ground and you walk above ground. Right. But the only reason it looks like you're walking above ground is because you're at this like angle where the background now looks like the floor instead of the wall. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that like nothing about you changes, just like literally like the lines tilt a little bit and suddenly it looks like you're you're floating. But yeah, it was a inter- little bit of an interesting actual gameplay, like me- like an actual change to the mechanic where when you're above ground, it's like you shoot your laser at the ground, like you're, you're vacuuming up things on the ground. <laughs> you know, you, you're like shooting a beam in front of you at the ground, whereas when you're flying, suddenly that that beam adjusts to be shooting straight in front of you only. And even like other lasers you shoot out of your head, I, I think, shoot at the ground when you're on top and oh, shoot yeah. at the head when you're on the on Definitely the just like fixed perspective down. Uh, you, you really want to mop up that floor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, below has like the traditional uh, horizontal shmup that we're used to. But the above has like, you know, this weird... In the arcade, it's almost like a parallax, but like a 45 degree angle on the NES version. You know, you're not... You're, everything is is a little slanted in yeah. terms of design, right? And it does give you a shadow on the top, so it does look like you're like right on the ground, which is important. I need to know that I'm on the ground when I'm walking, <laughs> right? No, not that we're getting back to the legs so quickly. <laughs> uh, you know, I wanted to talk about the the A and B button both being shoot. Yeah, I was testing that out. It doesn't really seem to be any difference in how you shoot. Um, Another opportunity, though, right, Sean? Like, they could have done something with that B exactly. button to have for mech powers. Like, maybe if you are fully assembled, the B button does an awesome, like, combo thing that you build up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's a lot of missed opportunities with the design of this game because, it, like, they, it's not even. I always give these games a pass because there's not enough fucking buttons, but they, they decided to reuse a button. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what they think they're doing. Yeah, it's kind of funny in a world where there's only 
you know, seven buttons if you count select. Uh, there's only seven buttons on a controller, and they're saying, like, eh, we don't really need to do anything with five of them. <laughs> uh, you know, j- just to get into the story here for a minute, uh, it's it's covered in the manual. I thought you guys did. Did you guys know it, or do you want to hear it? I, I found it pretty interesting because, again, like the the box art was great. So why wouldn't the story be great? Yeah, I mean, it is a great story. Go ahead. Uh, a highly civilized group of aliens have conquered Earth and put the human beings under the control of the computer Babylon. Uh, <laughs> computer is in capital, uh, so I'm assuming that, like, sorry, just the C on computer. So I imagine that's its full name is Computer Babylon, not just Babylon. It's certainly uh, first. That, right, which is that, uh, that dragon thing. So you wouldn't think the dragon was named Computer Babylon, but it is. <laughs> and uh, basically, now that the humans are under control of Computer Babylon, uh, it has begun to kill all those human beings. So I don't know why it put them under its control if its plan was just to kill them. But anyway, it's up to Mag Max to stop them because uh, the people that aren't brainwashed have decided to develop a transformable mechanical robot named Mag Max. They also chose a brave man for their rescue, which is implied to be you. The brave man is about to depart to the ultimate battle with the aliens in order to save the human race. Um, real quick before we delve into the like the, the story itself, like as as a saga, as a piece of literature, I just want to say that <laughs> um, it, it seems that Computer Babylon is more of its like its short name or like a nickname because. Uh, on a character list, uh, number 36, it, he's listed as Gigantic Mechanical Monster Babylon, which I think is his <laughs> his given name. <laughs> yeah, Computer is like his title. He's he's reached the rank of Computer. Or it's like Jimmy. Yeah, his parents, Frederick <laughs> and Maurice, named him that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was like, that, that was obscure. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, you know, we don't have to talk about the story at all. Actually, now that I think about it, it's pretty straightforward. But I, I just want to ask again, why is Computer Babylon uh, putting the human beings under his control if he's just going to kill them? Shouldn't he just control them to commit suicide or something? No, no. I mean, it's probably has to do with using their biomass as fuel for uh, an ever increasing war machine to move on to the next planet. But that's all just assumed. Right. And we can we can only assume a lot of things. Uh like why would you ever want to go underground? Uh maybe you guys found an answer for this, but I felt like as long as you can avoid the potholes, going underground is a punishment, right? I didn't think so. I don't know. I only went underground <laughs> once and I didn't notice it being more or less difficult. Did you? Well, I find it I found it more difficult because like going back to the gameplay of it, uh while when you're above ground uh, all of your bullets sort of coalesce on one one like little area and goes forward. Whereas when you're below ground, it's the typical like everything is spread out. But that also means that your all of your body parts are, are the hitbox. So it's much more it's much easier to get hit when you're below ground. And I would say like maybe you maybe you enjoy that um, that kind of gameplay better. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, I don't think you ever needed to go down there. I don't because I don't think there's even a way to win the game. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is it, it seems tacked on. 
Yeah. Did you find that? I guess I didn't really notice. Did you find that you didn't feel like as big of a hitbox when you were above ground? I think it could like only the- hit you. Uh, things can only hit you if they hit like where your feet are. Really? I did, okay. I didn't notice that. That would definitely make it a big difference because I I noticed. I was going to mention that like even though you get stronger as the big robot, you're a bigger hitbox. But I didn't notice that not being true for up top. But I I'll could be to, wrong. Jump I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, the, to be honest, the re- I, I went down below for a while. Uh, just like for one long stretch of time, and I didn't go back down afterwards. But I, the only reason I preferred it is because I like the music down there better. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's, it's like more relaxing. It's a little like meditative. <laughs> okay. You, know, you really get into like a trance down there, whereas up top, it's like a little too happy. True. And maybe this was just like me tricking myself, but I felt like I wasn't actually moving forward in the stage so long as I was underground. It, and maybe I just conveniently timed it so that when I would go back above, it would actually like progress me to the fight with um, Computer Babylon, but I don't think that can that that wasn't happening for me. Yeah, below. I don't and, think that happens uh, down there. I fought Computer Babylon below. Really? Wow. Yeah, and I and I just thought it was just like a like one like the first boss. Is it like the same? Like the only boss that, is it the same? Yeah, like, okay. I mean, I didn't fight him above, but I it, but yeah, it looks like I was watching a playthrough. It looks very similar. It looks exactly the same. All right, well, and you know yeah. we're we're talking about how cool Computer Babylon is, and and sorry, Sean, what's his full given name? It's Gigantic Mechanical Monster Babylon, right? And <laughs> and I still think that's really cool, and it's nice to have Mecha King Ghidorah in in a in a video game that isn't a Godzilla game. But what's really fun, uh, not fun, what's funny about this is that you approach him like he's a boss, and like Joe said, you would think he's the first boss, but he's actually the only boss. He just shows up a lot. <laughs> but if you don't think the fight is worth your time, you can skip right past him. You can. You can. If you just dodge every, like, little bullet he shoots at you, you know, like, if you, which, which sounds hard, but it's really not because he's the only enemy on the screen at the time. <laughs> After, like, 20 seconds... You can just, it, the screen just keeps scrolling and you just move on without him. That, that's funnier to me in this game than it would be in like most other games. Because like you say, you can't, you can't really win the game. It's just kind of like an endless loop of a game. Correct? Yep. So like if you're not going to fight the bot, like also if, if you find that the game's not worth your time, you can just not play it at that point. It's like the, it's like the one other thing that's not the rest of the gameplay loop. And if you skip it, like the only reason to play this game is to like, experience the gameplay right not even like a goal really other than getting a high score so like if you, i feel like if you just skip the boss it's like well you just skipped like a, i don't know there's no yeah reason yeah to. i mean like the humans have put all their faith into mag max to like <laughs> stop the computer babylon and then it's like he finally approaches computer babylon and he's like i'm not doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just keep keep on walking with those well, legs now, i think what it is is that now what he realized what life is like with legs like now that like most robots that we played before, I haven't gotten to walk around. Now he's like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to risk this. Yeah, no. I mean, if I had just gotten legs for the first time, I would be pretty protective right. of them. So I don't, and, and not normal legs, legs that you can just kind of floaty stride around on. I mean, they're definitely like nuclear powered legs, so that's that's impressive. Right. And and how subjugated are the is the human race in this game if they have the capacity to create Mag Max at all? <laughs> with it seems, it with seems a like, lot of redundant parts. I, know, I mean, and, there's a lot yeah, of redundant. Parts. It's like they had a, they had several factories making like they they had 
an assembly line going on, but they had an economy of scale to create this many giant robots. It makes me think that like it's a highly civilized gr- group of aliens that maybe they're only that they're also you know civilized in a societal way, and that like humans are not really subjugated at all. Yeah, maybe this is like kind of propaganda. I think it is. Yeah, like they're like trying to justify. Uh, you know, sending in a brave man who is one of my favorite video game characters um, to kill this guy. Imagine if it wasn't Mag Max. Imagine if it was like Ultron. I don't know if you guys know who Ultron is, but like, um, you know, like uh, Age of. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, like any other robot mechanical thing, like a Gundam, let's say, or uh, you know, Godzilla. Anything fighting a giant kaiju like this, right? D- wouldn't you be disappointed if it was a shmup? Absolutely. Like instead, like if you were Godzilla or a Gundam, right? Wouldn't you rather it be like an action platformer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, you know, just, like, Rampage. Just make it all Rampage. Right, whereas, like, I guess the... Sorry, just to make a long story short there, because it might not seem like I was understanding what I was getting at, but, I mean, in Life Force, you're a spaceship. Like, it makes sense to be a shmup. You don't want an action platformer where you control a ship. You know, like, that doesn't make any sense. But if you're going to be a robot, or, you know, or if you were going to be Godzilla taking on King Ghidorah, like... You don't want that to turn out to be a shmup. I, I guess it depends on which way you're looking at it. Because you could look at it like we're saying, let's make a shmup. And you know what would be cool? If it was a robot instead of a ship. In which case, I'd like appreciate that they like they made these little changes. But yeah, if they're like, let's make an awesome robot game and make it a shmup. That's when I'm like, oh, well, you ruined it. <laughs> so I feel like it's just kind of a perspective thing. Got it, got it. It all depends on in what in what order you had ideas. <laughs> exactly. And it also, well, I, think, I guess it depends on if you reveal them, too, in that order. Yeah. Well, no, this is what order you see it. Like, in, like it, it, it's, it's glass half full versus glass half empty. Got it. Uh, but I'm realizing right now that we really need to get, like, a pro shmup person on this podcast to, like, defend the, the shmups. Well, I think that we, some of us, I are pro shmup on now. any given day. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that, like, We've seen enough of them that it's like they, they're starting to not ju- like what's wrong with platformers, you know, like that's right, a yeah, really yeah, good yeah, genre yeah. on this uh, on this uh, system. Yeah, I and mean, we don't have as many of those. Look, if anyone wants to come at us for not like giving <laughs> shmups their due, we've played all of them that we can right now. And like we, there's nothing more that we can do. Like we're going to know everything about shmups at the end of this podcast. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. We don't need an extra person to tell us how wrong we are about our opinions. <laughs> I don't mean wrong about our opinion. I just want to, you know, say in, uh, another perspective. Joe, for reference, we've played um, fourteen. This will be number fifteen. We've played fifteen total shmups. Let's say ten of them. We said skip. 
One we said play, and three are essential. I think so, we've like, been very pretty, fair to them. We're pretty high. Yeah, three, yeah. Be, three being essential is pretty, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Life Force, Gradius, and Stinger. I, I just, I just like that every time we, at least I always mention that I hate shmups. <laughs> just I always want to make sure the audience knows that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very true. And uh, you know, if I could talk about development here for a minute, uh, this was not made by Konami or Capcom, who happened to make like all the other shmups on this console. Uh, in fact, Konami made all three of those essential smups that we just listed. So that's pretty cool of, of Konami to make keep making good games, regardless of genre. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, maybe they should make games at all now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to whatever you have on development history, because this game had the shortest Wikipedia entry I think I've seen for a video game. <laughs> yes, so I, I dug deep, okay? I dug deep. And the develop... First off, let's, start, let's get the publisher out of the way. The publisher is FCI. Now, FCI sounds like you've never heard of that publisher, but they also made Zanuck and Lunar Pool, two NES games that we've played. Ooh, classic Lunar so, Pool. You know, what's, what's funny there is, like, Lunar Pool is now, like, it has my attention a little more now because it's surrounded by uh, a company being publishing shmups, and then they were like, oh, let's release this billiards game. <laughs> so either they really like billiards... <laughs> It's a good thing they didn't then decide, but let's make it a shmup, and then that would be a bad shmup decision. Lunar pool could be a shmup. Yeah. Right. Yep. It takes place in space, so it's already one half shmup. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then the developer, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, but I believe it's Nihon Buzan, and, you know, is that a person or a company? Could be a place. It could be a place. <laughs> Turns out it's a company. Oh. Okay. And... They haven't released a single NES game that we've played so far. So this is the first one we get from them. And I don't know about you, but I, 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 I could say, like, both ways. I can go both ways on this for them. Like, this is a really interesting idea. I'll take it. But I'm not too hyped at their, like, overall strategy of video game making based off of this. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this could be like, a, oh, that's a good start for your first video game. Let's see where it goes. But it could also be like, well, hopefully it doesn't, you know. Hopefully it doesn't continue. Hopefully they expand. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, just don't do that again. <laughs> I really feel like a, a Mega Man shmup is long overdue, you know, and this could have been it. This You could have actually just called it, you know, um, Mega Man Max and... <laughs> <laughs> and it would have, you know, it would have had Mega Man instead of Mag Max, and it would have been like at the end of each boss, you gain a new power up for your shmup. It, oh, it's unlimited potential. Somebody should do it. The game that you guys are, are are kind of describing, and it's not a it's not a pure shmup. And I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I mean, check out Love Trousers if if you like the idea of like a fully customizable, uh, like two D. 8-bit looking game, uh, check out Luftrousers. All right. I'm going to... Um, how do I spell that? Uh, L-U-F-T-R-A-U-S-E-R-S. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. That'll get into the show notes for anybody who's interested. Um, we, have, we have a little bit of uh, cleaning up here to do. I just wanted to, you know, before we get into the essential games list, talk about the sequels and spinoffs because you're 100% right that there are none... So uh, Nihon Buzan couldn't be uh, couldn't be bothered to make a sequel, but this did just recently come to the Nintendo Switch. 
You can buy Magmax on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's part of Hamster's effort to release everything that was ever released in the arcade uh, under the Arcade Archives label. They have like hundreds of games there now. <laughs> and I think it's like seven bucks, which uh, I don't know about you guys. I wouldn't necessarily pay that for most any game. I mean, you can get some 60 hour JRPGs for seven bucks these days. That's true. That is money. So would you would you want Magmax for, for seven dollars? Tales no, of no. Bazaria. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want either, but I prefer to have Bazaria. Gotcha, Joe. Uh, I don't know Tales of Bazaria, but I think it's safe to say I probably wouldn't. Pay what about like Magmax. Tales of Vesperia? That's another one. Uh, uh, got nothing. Okay, it sounds more familiar. Well, I think if you're not going to pay $7 for it, it's probably not going to wind up on the Essential Games list. But let's do this anyway in the Essential Games list. Joe, it's not worth 7 bucks, but is it worth a vote? Well, I think if I were to put it on the Essential Games list, it would really devalue all the games we've put on the Essential Games list. We're putting like a number to it now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it had, like we said in the beginning, it had some cool game mechanics that I really appreciate and I and I I like being able to build your robot and I would like to see that expanded in in you know in something else if there were a sequel it would be cool to see if they had, would have gone in a direction where like doing what you said Mike where you can add more you can mix and match or just like build keep building onto it and add like a make a giant mech by the end of it but uh for now I think it just kind of got old a little too quick and didn't really blow me away so no okay and Sean uh, I'd say this is like a 25 cent game. Like if you found this game for 25 cents um, and you did have change on you, um, then I would buy it. Um, but not if you had to like swipe a card because it'd probably be like a $5 minimum or something along those lines. And you should not buy that game. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is that there are no, like there's nothing interesting in the gameplay. Like I don't know where you're getting this like, like fun gameplay stuff. It doesn't exist. Who me? Just us in general. Oh, okay. Game is it, 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 it's got. We lied this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm just I'm just saying that it's uh it's not essential. Yeah, I, I can tell you where I'm getting what I'm talking about when I say fun gameplay. I think, it, like I said, I think it's fun to kind of go through and be able to build your, no, your robot know. and see I differences. Know. Yeah, I but I but I do wish it was uh, more fun. I'm just very disgruntled with schmops right now. <laughs> there was a 100% chance that I would have bought this game as a kid based on the box art alone. And uh, I know I would have been disappointed. I file this under that same category of like Iron Tank Invasion of Normandy and Golgo 13 Top Secret Episode. Uh, not because those ones have subtitles, but because, <laughs> but because I file this under the idea that like really cool uh ideas with lackluster executions i do think the idea of your ship like becoming a robot and seeing that happen and like you know even though the power-ups aren't that interesting right it's mostly just more bullets i do think that there's something there they just didn't do they didn't go all the way on it and to become an essential game in 2020 you know you need to you know your game from 1985 really because it's in the arcade if you want to last till now You've got to push every kind of envelope, and that's what our essential games usually do. And that's why I think that this one, um, you know, it comes short for many reasons in the gameplay alone, but just this idea that 
ideas have to like for essential games you have to have a great idea and you have to execute it well you can't do just like great execution but i've played this game a thousand times you have to have both i will say guys um that if this was a box copy then it would be definitely worth seven dollars because you could just hang that on the wall it looks pretty cool yeah you could even flatten the cardboard and frame it yeah for sure I wonder what Magmax goes for on uh, eBay, you know? Let's buy them all. Yeah, oh, if we, that's, a, that's a thing we talked about on our Stadium Events episode, that's true. John. <laughs> uh, if you found a boxed version of this game, it's only worth $22 with the box, and that's, that's not a great return on investment from 1988. No, no, not at all. I see. I just just looked at eBay, Magmax. Only this is the first one that came up. Uh, it says brand new, lowest price. Two thousand six hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Huh. That's so funny because it's. I don't know. Yet? I don't know what the. I haven't read anything about it. If it's like, it doesn't look like it. Look, the picture is of an open product. It's not even. But in the is box. it yen? No, it's, it's dollars. It's, it's dollars. dollars. And Joe, you have to go to the picture right below that because it's one of those stupid VGA graded copies. Uh, it oh. got an eighty five oh. near mint plus, uh, and it's completely sealed, and nobody can ever play gotcha. it. Uh, for what it's worth. The graded price of this game on videogameprice.charting.com is one hundred and fifty dollars. So please don't even pay two thousand six hundred dollars. But why are you buying sealed games, guys? <laughs> what is happening? You know, imagine like a sealed version of Monopoly. Would you want it? I would find it interesting. The game or might even be in there. Yeah, that's true. It could also be a. It could also be like ants that live in there. That's true. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if cockroaches can live in your K-cup pods, then <laughs> I'm sure ants can live in your Magmax pods. Is this something new that I haven't heard about, Mike? Uh, apparently, like you, if you open up your cake, your Keurig machines, uh, you might see a cockroach in there. Oh, okay. That. I thought you meant like they came in the pods. All right. Oh no, 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 no! You don't know. Yeah, there's no cockroach flavored coffee yet. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's all the time we have for this episode, because now we're rambling. Uh, if you wanted Mad Max instead of Mag Max, there's a game on Steam called Mad Max, uh, based on Fury Road, I believe. Uh, Sean, do you know some, anything about this game? It, it has some like aesthetic stuff it borrows from Fury Road, but it's like a new story. It, it, it's kind of fun, yeah. Got it's it. on the NES, right? I thought there was yeah, a on Mad Max Steam. on the NES, but yeah, it is on Steam. There's a Mad Max on Steam. Right. Car combat, get some. Uh, to be fair, Sean, there is a Mad Max on NES. I just don't. I was going to recommend people to a newer, better game. Oh, okay. We're not even going to review <laughs> we it will, yet. Yeah. We will I, play I didn't Mad know Max. which game you were talking about when I said on the NES. I was kidding. Ha! I was being hilarious. You are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. We'll play Mad Max on the NES in uh, when we get to 1990. So that's two years from now. And it is based on Mad Max 2. So it continues the trend of a game being named after its first film, but being based <laughs> on the events of its sequel. Mm. I don't know why this keeps happening to NES it's games. very frustrating. But that makes number four. Yeah. So uh, that's all the time we have. Join us um, next Friday for Mickey Mouse Capade, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is Mickey Mouse, uh, the Disney character. He is... Uh, He's going to go through a bunch of different Disney worlds, uh, like Alice in Wonderland and uh, <laughs> Neverland. No, I'm dead serious, Joe. I'm not kidding. <laughs> just so this is Kingdom Hearts funny. Zero. <laughs> it's Kingdom Hearts uh, 0. 0.8. I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
or maybe point two because if you add everything up, I think Over it would get to three or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Fibonacci sequence, Mickey's Mouse Capade <laughs> is uh, is what we're going to be playing next. Uh, I was definitely trying to reference Kingdom Hearts there because you are going to most of the same worlds that you do in the first Kingdom Hearts. So I think that's funny. But we will play that and uh, we'll have great content on Twitter all week long. Um, so join us at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter and we'll talk to you soon. Music.